Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Uh, baby name stats were uh, recently released. And uh, the number one name for boys last year was Liam Olivia for girls. Okay. Uh, other baby name stats. Brittany, not a popular name last year, but that might change in the coming year with all the free Brittany stuff that's been going on. Yikes. Can't imagine that, but anyway, yeah. and I think it's the first time I've heard of Liam being a top name for boys. Mm. Hannah is still a uh, popular girl's name, but Nova is more popular. Nova, like the Chevy, I guess. Denise is one of the fastest rising baby names for girls. That's really? interesting because it's such a common, you know, an old school an old, name. Oh uh, yeah, I would say like you know, sixties, seventies. It's been out of the top 1,000 for like the last five years. Denise. Yeah. But it's surging back with two S's, of course. So it's D-E-N-I-S-S-E instead of I-S-E. Right. Yeah. Legend, as in John, but first name, legend, more popular now than the name George. Wow. Maverick. Yeah. Moving way up the list. <laughs> Top Gun. Oh, you know what? Parents drive me crazy. Legend. Why would you name your kid Legend? Because they, every parent believes their kid will be. Like, try living up to that. Because we all believe our kids will be. Maverick, Maverick is a big name these days. Uh, Serenity. <laughs> way more popular than the name Lauren. <laughs> Serenity now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I said Serenity now. <laughs> And Axel is more popular than Adam. Oh, my goodness. But he's a Guns N' Roses fan, I guess. <laughs> How did that work out for him? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he'll always be late. <sighs> right. right. <laughs> Not as late as his namesake, but late. Now, when we named our boys, Daniel and David, we went with the double Ds, and we talked to the double Ds. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of that. Well, they are a couple of boobs. <laughs> right. Um, we we never really discussed if we had a third, would we go with another D? But I think once you do that, it's just putting you into a, a terrible parent category. Okay. Like, I don't think anybody should be naming three children all with the same first letter. You know, not but, a fan of George Foreman naming all no. of his kids George? Well, that might be fine. That's just kind of fun. <laughs> Craig, one, two, three, four, five. Was it, was it, uh, I forget the... Uh, was a baseball player with three sons. It was like Cody, Carl, Carlton, oh, and something else. Wasn't that um, Roger Clemens that did that? Maybe it was Roger yeah. Clemens. Yeah, it just seems annoying. But we talked about if we ever had a daughter, because we had two boys, and if we were going to have a third, what right. the hell would we name her? And I don't think we could ever come to a decision on a good daughter. Oh, name. really? Well, okay. So when we when we um, when we named the boys. Their middle names are grandparents. So Maria's dad's name was uh, Vito. Right. So Daniel got Daniel Vito Van. A couple of E's in there. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, a classic. It's beautiful. And then uh, David got Robert after my father. Okay. But and I guess it, it worked out fine because we wouldn't have named, uh, if we had a daughter, the first name wouldn't have been after our parents. But Maria's mom is uh, Santa Maria is actually her name. Okay. It's like the ship. <laughs> it's probably Maria Santa, but I always call her Santa Maria. Right. But my mother's name was Beryl. Right. And it's such an old school British Tough name. Have to pass that one down. Yeah. We've done the same thing. We paid homage to grandparents in ours. And and I think 
if we had had a girl, we had settled on um, Lauren. I think Adrian's grandfather was Lorne. Mm. And so we were going Lauren. So Lauren. And then my grandfather was Augustus. Wow. Which is a little, little tougher. Yeah. Um, well, his middle name was Augustus. But I think we would have gone with Lauren Augusta. Because it also pays homage to my favorite golf course and tournament, too. <laughs> well, it worked out well. But we're not trying for the girls, no. so it ain't happening. No, it's not, no, no, none of that. I think maybe we tossed around like Natasha, I think, was something we, we thought was good. No Mercedes? It, well, that would have been her stripper <laughs> name. in her future. Uh, eventually. That, that or Porsche. She would have danced under one of those handles. Are you a member of OnlyFans, that website? I am not. No? I am not. I apparently am missing out. Yeah. And uh, for some, a lot of money. Yeah. Was it uh, Black China, I think, is like the, the highest earner on that? They were saying she's making like $20 million a month. $20 million a month? Yeah. A month? Yeah, a month. Wow. Um, well, they just announced they're going to ban all pornographic content. Right. It sounds like they're still willing to allow nudity. Just not streams that show any type of sexual act. This goes into effect October 1st. So people who make money on their performing in a sexual way only have a few weeks to come up with a new business model, I guess. But if you can just get subscribers by flashing people your junk, you might be okay. 130 million people use OnlyFans. And a lot of them there are for the sex. It's a it's a big shift for them, but they're doing it because they're still haven't been able to find investors, so they think it'll be better for their long term plan. Right. Sure. So <laughs> the short term plan seem to be going okay yeah, for them. Yeah, seem just fine. So I for those who don't know, and I don't know, I've never even been to it. Is it so you go and if there's a, a man or woman that you're attracted to. You pay a monthly fee to see them naked. Is that the deal? Uh, I don't think it's. It, I don't think it's strictly a naked thing. I, to be honest, I don't know. I've never been to it. Um, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I never have. So I, I, I don't exactly know. Uh, like, if it's not all pornographic content, then I think you know you get you pay to follow them, kind of thing for whatever content they're putting up there. Oh, okay. So it could be cooking. Just, Somebody it, could be like influencers. Yeah. yeah. All right. So if you wanted to... I'll have to do some research yeah, for you. Yeah, if you could look into that. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Talk about this in the end a little bit, and yeah. I will have had my fill. By 9 o'clock, you'll be an expert. <laughs> How many days a year do you think you uh, are actually pain-free? Pain-free? Yeah. Uh, more, than, more than not, I would like to think. Like, it depends on what you describe as pain. Like an ache? Yeah, like any sort of, like like right now, and I've been dealing with this for a little while, but it's not a huge thing. I've got this, this pain in my elbow on my right arm, and I've got this pain in my knee right. on my left leg. And every morning when I come in here, I have a pain in my arse. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, it's uh, about 290. We truly only experience pain-free days 13 times a year. Come on. Yeah. Ninety-six percent of every year, we're basically we in pain. Such babies. Well, back ache and neck ache, and you know, and as you age, certainly 
it gets it gets worse. I don't disagree with you. I I, I think most of us now are born without a backbone. Right. We're, we're all just a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure how you how you can even sit up straight or walk. Most people feel six years older than they actually are because of aches and pains. And when it comes to pain tolerance, and this isn't shocking, women are much better at it than men because they give birth. Right. We we uh, you know, get a uh, uh, an eyelash uh, out of sorts, and we are down for a week. Yeah. Although it, it's interesting to watch, um, you know, with with kids in hockey, when you see your kid in pain, the reaction different. Suck it up between men and women. Sometimes <laughs> the other day, I was watching the game and was in the stands, and and uh, one of them got hurt mm. right away. <gasps> Is he okay? I don't know. I'm on this side. Mm-hmm. Get up. He looks like he'll be fine. <laughs> My diagnosis from 200 feet away is he's fine. It's funny with sports and contact sports, and certainly in this country, because uh, hockey is a religion, dare I say a cult, but um, we, we still tolerate it. Whereas in the U.S., football for young kids has fallen way off because parents just don't want their kids colliding into each well, other the way they do. Listen, the National Football League has had its issues with concussions mm-hmm. and, their, and their protocols and, you know, deaths of players, uh, you know, stemming from post-concussion yeah. syndrome. You know, the NHL has had a few instances of it, and certainly they've done, you know, everything they can to take head contact out of the game, or mm-hmm. they've done a lot towards it. I don't know if everything, but, uh, but that being said, you know, in football, it's just a part of a natural part of the collision process. Mm-hmm. You know, your head is there; it's going to get in the in the way and yeah. get hit every now and then. And, and knowing how to deal with it, very very tough. You know, and even from like the, the hockey aspect, when you're on that bench and a kid comes in and says, "I have a headache," mm-hmm. then you know you're sitting down now. That's the way it goes. Yeah, I remember uh, going to the arena with my youngest when he played, and there uh, there are, were those moments uh, when the whole place freezes when you see some kid go down, and they either immediately hop back up or they don't. And as the seconds count that they're down. You can feel the panic in the in the building, right? Uh, you know what, what's happened to this uh, to well, this kid, and 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 the ability to just you know forget it and, and keep playing. Mm. You think back to Tavares in the playoffs when when he went out with that injury, and it's like you know you see your teammates stretchered off. And sure, it's natural for a second. You think, boy, that could have been me, mm-hmm. right? Well, forget it. Puck's dropping. We're right yep, back at there you it. Go. And you see some of these guys, and Gilmore or others, who they like played the playoffs like on a broken foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a broken. How do you skate with a broken well, foot? I met Bobby Bond recently. He he broke his in Game Six and played Game Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, squeeze it in there. <laughs> Have a cigarette and get back out. That'll fix you. Well, I'm sure you've seen this happen before. Or you've probably done it. We all have, I think. You're standing in line for something, and your friends aren't there yet, so they ask you to save them a spot in line. Or perhaps even, you know, I've been guilty of this, where I'll, like, say, drop Maria off at the entrance, and I'll go park the car, and then scurry up to meet her in the line. Yeah. Um, And is it okay to do that? Proof uh, Proof of family. Like, I want a proof of address. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay when we do it. Yes. It drives us crazy when somebody else you know does what? it. It's not okay when we do it. 
and we know it's not okay when we do it, mm-hmm. but we act like the seniors do when it comes to the lines yeah. and the COVID thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I, I, I'm only doing this this once. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I saw it again. The, the grocery store I go to, it, it, it's such a great little study in just people and how we operate. And I, I, it happened to me. We've talked about this before, but it happened to me again yesterday. So I, at this particular grocery store I go to, there is an, a, an entrance and an exit. It's not the same door. Many grocery stores, it's the same door. Everybody right. goes in and out the same way. This has got two different uh, doors. And uh, yesterday, I'm, I'm coming out with my, my bags of stuff. And doesn't this little old woman come in the exit door? Because there was too many people at the entrance. Oh, or, really? Yeah, I mean, we weren't lined up anymore. I don't know what was going say, on. Do they, they don't still line up. No, they this? don't line up. But there was just there was just people there, and I guess she just wanted to avoid that. But she did the old. Oh, I didn't notice. Yes, you. <laughs> you know, so there's a guy who was in the express lane. This really old man, and he must have had nine hundred things in his cart right. in the express lane. Oh, I didn't know. Then I see him jogging like a sprinter to his car. <laughs> You knew all along. <laughs> that was the express part. So uh, someone asked, uh, 10,000 people were polled on this. And almost all of the answer to uh, how many spots in line can you save is zero. Wow. Yeah. None of us like it when it happens in front of us. Right. But we all do it. Yeah. We've all been guilty of it. Right. And I don't know if I feel more bad when I'm the person holding the spot or if I'm the person that has to sneak through everybody saying, right. excuse me, excuse, excuse me, me, excuse me. I got to get to my wife. I got to get to my kid. I gotta yeah. Get, you know. Yeah, I don't know which one's worse than that. But I mean, we all do it. Yeah. Like, you know, the airport's a perfect example when mm. that queue's going and they've got that, like, that soft tape <laughs> that's yeah. going to hold everyone back. Right. right. <laughs> but, you know, and, and you understand, okay, if it's, you know, you see a wife with kids or something like that mm. uh, that's joining a, a guy in line or, or vice versa, then, then, yeah, you get it. All right, that happens. But if it's like, you know, hey, buddy, how are you? And then they're getting in line, too. Yeah. Then you got issues coming. The airport is interesting, as you mentioned. Are you one who, when the plane lands, are you one of the first to jump up and stand there lined up in the aisle? Or are you one to sit and wait it out so that you get some space, you can get up and open the uh, over overhead thingy and grab your bag out? Uh, that's a tough one. I'm a bit of both. I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll wait until the spot, I'll wait until the idiots who are sitting at the back mm. who need to get to the front you know, before everyone else, I'll wait till they go. Right, right. You know, although you know, some people I think like to just get up and stand in their way mm-hmm. just to stop them from doing. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just like two lanes of traffic there. when one is down in oh, construction. Yeah. yeah, but but you know, and then I need to stretch. I'll start to I'll start to get up, mm. and I find like that's establishing my intent to get off the plane at some point in time. Yeah. Right, like I find like if you're at least up and maybe like kneeling on the seat at that point, mm. then you're telling the people behind you that when the gap comes, I'm going. And right. don't, don't cut me off here. When I know that I'm an hour out of landing, I'm at the front with my bag. <laughs> <laughs> I need off this like, no sir, you need to sit down in your seatbelt. No, I do not. Leave me alone. There's a jump seat right here. It is also again with the, uh, with the airport. It is funny how everybody dashes when it's time to board. You know, you all have your seat assigned. It's not being taken from you, right. but we all dash to get in that line to go down the uh, 
the uh, the the walkway to the to well the plane. because well because the problem is now that's that's how the the world has changed here is because before you used to have your checked bags mm. so it didn't really matter everyone's trying to avoid checking a bag now right. to pay for it right so you got to make sure you get in there early enough so you got space above you right. To put your bag, if not, you got to stuck at your feet. So that's why there's like this massive race and collision course yeah, right. to get to the front because people want and they're stuffing massive bags up oh, yeah. top there, size of a coffin. Oh yeah, oh it's a carry on. Four of them. A uh, new poll found that a flexible work from home policy is now the number one thing people are looking for in a job. These are people who are looking for their next job. I thought the number one thing would be, I don't know, getting a job. Right. Is it now one of the stage? I'd like to talk to managers who do the interviewing process for new hires and wonder how that has changed. I get the impression that a lot now come in with a list of demands for things they want rather than, hey, I'm, I'm just really excited about working here and can really use the gig. Right. You know, I need Fridays off. I need a three-hour lunch. I need to be able to bail every time my kid has the sniffles. (laughs) This kind of thing. (laughs) I need to work from home. I need to be in my pajamas. I just need to never be spoken to or looked at. I'm ready to work. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Can you pay me 130? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Again, we were just talking earlier about, you know, the uh, the 82% of us who think that vaccines should be uh, mandatory and the 18% who are still anti-vaxxers and how down the road, I think we'll all look back and go, wow, we really made a big fuss over nothing, didn't we? And I think the same can be said about this whole work from home thing. We have been in this phase for 18 months and there's so many of us now who absolutely love it, which I still believe in my heart of hearts <laughs> has got more to do with absolute laziness right. than anything else. Yeah. This whole trying to spin it anywhere. I'm more productive. I get more. No, you don't. No, they want to stay home. Yeah. They just, you know, or they don't want to have to get dressed up or go through traffic yeah. or whatever the, the, the hassle may be. See a, see a lifestyle benefit, of it, maybe a financial benefit, not having to pay for you know, gas, maintenance, yep. passes for various forms of transit, whatever it may be, parking. I think it's all going to go back. There will come a stage when most of the world goes back, and those who have stomped their feet the hardest and stayed home will then go, well, this is good. I'm missing out. I'm missing out on downtown lunches, and I'm missing out on gathering with people. Oh, there will be missing out. Oh, absolutely. Like, like once, you know, we're, we're back to a stage where, yeah, all of that is happening again. There will be someone going, oh, well, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in. Yeah. Everyone seems to be having fun at work. Yeah. They're <laughs> going for drinks on a Friday afternoon, and but I'm I, sitting here at home. I do think a lot of those big office towers will, you know, will require less space in them, right? Like, there will be companies who, who look at it and go, man, what, we're, we're paying so much in rent mm-hmm. every month when productivity didn't go down that much when we had them at home. Maybe we'll... We'll just, add, you know, instead of renting 10 floors, we'll rent two and have people in sporadically. See, I don't think so. I think eventually those office towers will be filled right up again. Because mm. I, 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 my feeling is, you know, like the, the art of the deal doesn't get done as well over a Zoom chat than it does person to person. I, I think day-to-day business, I believe, suffers when you don't have people actually in front of each other communicating. Yeah. 
And I think companies are going to say, you know, yeah, we had to. We were forced to stay home. But I don't like that we're not, you know, doing business uh, in the same room. Mm. Well, I guess it depends we'll on see. your business, though. Yeah. 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 Oh, certainly. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a... You're running a yourself, call center. <laughs> sure. If you but if you're doing sales of any sort, I'll bet you ask any salesperson and the uh, the inability to meet and shake hands and be face to face with someone has oh, probably def- made them really struggle. Yeah, but most of them aren't uh, to be sitting in an office all the time, right? Like in in an office tower. No, no, but I but I also think those who uh, and off the top of my head, uh, perhaps um, accountants or uh, lawyers or. I, anybody that works in an office tower who has to do some sort of business with somebody else, I just don't believe that setting up a Zoom meeting every day in your pajamas is going to make you thrive right. successfully down the road. But anyhow, we will see. Uh, it, uh, it just, I don't know why it rubs me so badly. I just, because th- I just don't like when people are phony and fake. <laughs> <laughs> it really drives me crazy. The, the more productive thing oh, is... Oh, yeah. It's it's so BS. You really are full of yourself when you try to tell us as you sit there day drinking that you're getting so much more done. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.